This week on the Sports Bag Podcast, we talk about COVID interrupting yet another football game while IU continues to make their name known on the college football stage, as well as some NBA news with the Lakers looking to repeat and the Warriors suffering some pretty bad news as a team. Ladies and gentlemen, for the main event, the Sports Bag Podcast, bringing you the best sports stories for every week. With the greatest host the podcasting universe has ever seen, Evan and Josh. Let's get ready to rumble. Welcome back, everybody, to the Sports Bag Podcast. It's Evan here with Josh, as usual. Josh, what's going on? Nothing much. No update on Notre Dame football this week, as they did not play last week. However, the NBA draft did happen, which was kind of awesome since the Warriors had the number two pick true However, went pretty much how we said things happened yeah, yeah no yeah, literally, it was like, exactly how you projected it to go it was so weird like that we recorded when we did because literally at the end of the podcast like I was scrolling you through Twitter five minutes later yeah well was like, it even five minutes no it was on the podcast that there was a tweet that said like Clay Thompson has suffered an apparent leg injury and that's all the tweet said and I brought that up on the podcast and then like oh that, yeah you did i forgot then later that night like during the draft and stuff i texted like hey clay might be out or you know like might be out with for a while and yeah. Or, yeah something like for the for the year and you said like that would be you know the saddest news ever and then the next morning is when it was like confirmed yeah you text me you're like oh man did you see and i was like no i didn't see yeah tears, so- <laughs> crocodile tears hopefully that new center that they got is like the best player in the world I don't know. Shoots I mean, the threes and everything. <laughs> right? No, the Warriors made an interesting trade. So, like, basically, the draft, like you said, at, at least the first two picks or couple picks went down pretty much how we thought that it would. Um, James Edwards uh-huh. went to the Timberwolves. James Wiseman went to the um, the Warriors, and yeah, like the Warriors also unfortunately lost Clay Thompson for the year with a torn Achilles. But then I don't know if you saw they traded for a guy named Kelly Oubre, who um, mm-hmm. played with the Suns this past year. And is like a decent they trade. Like yeah, well, they didn't trade anybody. They had a trade exception, so I think they traded like a future first round pick or something. So they didn't like oh, lose anybody important. Um, That's good. But basically, like it's something where the Warriors are like they are paying a lot of guys a lot of money. So Steph has like a forty million dollar salary. Clay has like a max contract salary. So I think he's like mm-hmm. making like something like twenty seven plus million dollars a year or something like that. Yeah. Um. So they're they're basically like over the um the 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 tax line like the luxury tax line um and like that means that for, for every dollar that you spend when you're over the luxury tax it like gets taxed x amount of dollars so it's like you know every one dollar might be five dollars or something like that is how yeah. much it, it actually costs the team yeah. so basically all those numbers aside like it broke down to something where they're paying um they had to trade you know for kelly Ubre and his like mm-hmm. 16 million dollar salary basically will cost the warriors with taxes and everything like 80 million dollars just to bring him in yeah i know like that's that is such a legit like but they had to do it because of clay right i mean right that's the weird thing it's like i guess maybe not having clay makes you think oh let's you know let's not you know not do anything this year kind of thing is is maybe they did that last year right they did that last year so it's like I, I think you're right. I think they kind of had to do something um, and, you know, make it at least a competitive team because there's still a team that can be competitive. Like Steph is still yeah. a two-time MVP who's, you know, a generational type talent. They still have, you know, some some veterans like 
Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green, and then you know a new yeah. guy in James Wiseman. So like, there's still a team. Yeah. Will that they can win the compete. championship with that lineup? I no. don't think so. But they right, could compete yeah. at a high level. Uh, right. I think they're at very least hoping to make the playoffs and hoping that like you know between the the NBA teams are going to get some salary some salary relief because of COVID stuff and like league mm-hmm. revenues. So like they're hoping that they're going to get some money back that way. And also yeah. the Warriors have been one of the teams who have been looking for um like basically ways and getting trying to get the okay from the nba to sell out like part of their luxury seats like their box seats um for people who Hmm. are willing to buy them because they you know they can sort of like like right now space people out yeah so like for this upcoming season because it's oh yeah like the nba probably won't have very many fans if any like in terms of general seating but then like teams are kind of trying to figure out like oh well can we you know can we sell these luxury seats that are kind of like, you know, they're not yeah, quite general seating. Right. And yeah. So it's like if someone had a whole box to themselves, it's kind of safe. Um, but that's another way that teams are going to be looking to make money, especially the Warriors who just built a brand new arena. And I'm, like you said, they kind of had to go for it because they're trying to make the playoffs at least and be a competitive team because, yeah. you know, if, if they're not, people, I, I don't think anyone's really talking about this, but I heard someone like briefly mention it. Like, there's a chance that, you know, how long is Steph going to sit and be like, oh, well, you know, well, we'll wait, you know, we'll wait next year. He's already like 32 and he doesn't have a lot of years left. Like, right. He just and can't like he's at his peak now, you know, like don't waste yes. that, you know, that peak. So exactly. I think it's, Which it's I interesting to think about, but he's one of those interesting players where it's like, he doesn't strike me as one that would leave just to keep winning because like. He's already won, gets paid well. It's a well, good point. Yeah, he, he's kind of, he's like, he's got a win-win no matter what. You know, I don't think like he could stay and it's like, hey, I already won. Now I'm just going to make a bunch of money and stay with, you know, my yeah. team like Kobe did, you know? Exactly what Kobe did. Like very exact, yeah. <laughs> so he Parallels could do that. There. Or, you know, stuff like it's kind of the the new thing in the NBA where it's like all about rings and everyone wants to win. So like you could see yeah. him doing that, but I do agree where it's like that's probably part of the reason no one's really talked about it is because like he hasn't necessarily put those vibes out there and maybe yeah, but steve at, kerr at right becomes now, the real things. question that's a good point too. it's like when do you start to switch to you know the the new warriors like you can only hang on to this past little dynasty for so long so now it's like yeah a guy like james wiseman you know he could be the future you know 10 years now from now he could be yeah I one mean, of the better can players, develop his three-point shot yeah he could be awesome but you know maybe maybe not maybe Hmm. I, you need other other guys around him and it's kind of hard to do that like we talked about at, you know with some of our first podcasts like the the 99 or 97 98 chicago bulls had like a roster full you know they won the championship they were the yeah. best team in the nba and then they blew it all up basically to start a rebuild because they're like oh you know this team's they too expensive last. to keep together and if you like if you do that you know you may get one good year and then basically be loaded down with like bad contracts and old yeah. players and can't do anything for, you know, another who knows how long it for the bulls. It's been yeah. like basically since Just a then, couple but, years, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting um, to sort of see what, what's happened to the warriors who were like bar none at the top of kind of the, the sports world, let alone the NBA. Yeah. Um, and yeah, now we're sure. are still kind of trying to hang around there, but not quite, you know, like, because yeah. they just they haven't had the pieces, you know. So it's it's been they could get back there very quickly. You That's were talking what about, said, yeah. I, it, it wouldn't take much. I mean, but with Clay being out, it would take a lot this year. I feel like mm-hmm. you were talking about like Wiseman and some of the other guys and the draft and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it was making me think a little bit about college basketball. And, yeah. Um, 
that led my brain down a path that I was reading an article about. I think it was um, like on USA Today about Arizona State. They offered like an eighth grader a scholarship. Oh, really? I didn't see and, that. Yeah. And so, Mike, I've seen this happen before where mm-hmm. colleges like offer scholarships to really young kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think, number one, is the purpose of that? And then number two, do you think like the reward pay like the risk pays off in the end? Or is it like the risk does not pay off how they hope it will? I mean, I don't think there's any risk. Like, I think I don't think these are like legit, legit offers. I because I don't think they can be necessarily. Like, I mm-hmm. maybe that if they can be, then it's it's probably worth it because it's like, you know, it might just be hey, you know, you can have a spot on the or like you know a tryout. But I I don't think these are like full ride scholarships to like eighth graders. I don't think that you can offer that. I think what it is more so than anything is it's to generate like hype both for the school and the program and it gets that kid, you know, it's like this, it's the same reason why uh, like there's this whole like shoe race. Basically it's like what team Mm -hmm. or what shoe brand uh, sort of, you know, sponsors your, your AAU team or like, you know, your high school team or whatever, because if a kid is, you know, comfortable and knows Nike, then when he is really good and a pro, he will likely yeah. be Nike. So it's the same exact thing yeah, with these gonna, colleges. Yeah, he's not going to change over to Under Armour shoes. Oh, right. So it's it's these things with these colleges where it's like, okay, if I'm looking at schools and I'm a top prospect, like, oh, yeah, I already know that coach and that program. And, you know, like, they they already had faith in me. Like, why not, you know, go join up with them? And it's like, it's just another little aspect in recruiting as well as, like, mm-hmm. just garnering some media attention too. Because I don't think, you know, it's – it's rarely like do you see anything like more than like a like a blip of like oh look they did this and then it's like yeah i guess maybe it comes up you know down the line when they're like actually a high schooler it's like oh they've been connected to him you know from a young age but i feel like you don't usually see that so plus i'm yeah i don't I, think a lot of those kids pan, pan out either but no it seems more like a media play from the high school or mm-hmm. from the college rather than anything else yeah and i think that's part of the reason like you know you see like I, it's it's interesting where sometimes you see that with some of the top kids where it's like I think it's kind of been not necessarily stated directly but it's like kids like LeBron James's kids have like a you know sort of standing offer to go to Duke and then like Kobe's oh, really? daughter had like a, a standing offer to go to Connecticut kind of like because she was mm-hmm. that that good and like you know it's it's not just like because they are who they are but a, but a little bit and it again it just sort of generates some media hype and things like that because as far as I know, unless I'm totally mistaken, in which case, what a weird thing to do, but I don't think that they are like, you know, like guaranteeing an eighth grader, you know, four years of full ride scholarship. Um, cause then even if the kid, that'd you be know, great. Four, what if the kid like gets hurt or something? Right. Or what if it turns out he was a really good high schooler and then doesn't grow an inch or a really good eighth grader and then doesn't grow an inch in high school. And like, yeah. <laughs> he's just some, you know, <laughs> five foot seven, like. <laughs> kind of used to be like once upon a time was good and now he, he, he was good in eighth school. grade right <laughs> it's like i was good in eighth grade because i was bigger than every like i was man if i would have gotten offered you know baseball scholarships from like my my little league days oh boy mm-hmm. they, you know i wish they could see me now <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah so anyways it's i i think more than anything it's kind of to get 
you know people like us to talk about it so <laughs> yeah exactly and i think like colleges will do whatever it takes to get people to like continue the sports conversation because mm-hmm. like sports are still in a very interesting place because of covid like it's not easy for them it's not like going how everybody expected it to do in every circumstance so it's just kind of weird um i think you you and i talked a little bit before the podcast about uh florida state and clemson and how they had that like weird almost like showdown of the the health folk this yeah, past I week mean, right kind of so basically it was like you know like you were saying florida state and clemson were supposed to play football this past weekend and the game ended up getting postponed uh, mostly because of postponed like, or canceled i think it's the sec and like leagues that have been playing this whole time are postponing and they're, they're kind of sticking to that the big 10 though is just straight up canceling because they started later. Like there's no time to like re yeah, yeah to redo a game. So I think you know who knows this Florida State Clemson game probably won't wind up being played because it's so late in the year already. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like I don't think it should have been played. Unlike Trevor Lawrence and Dabo Sweeney of Clemson, and basically like yeah. to sort of give some background, like like I was mentioning, Florida State and Clemson were supposed to play this past weekend. And then, like you said, they sort of had a the, – the headline that I read said um, that the game was being postponed because their medical teams, like, couldn't come to an agreement on how to safely play the game. And what that sort of stemmed from is I think Clemson had a player test positive on Friday. And then they, you know, isolated him, like, self-quarantined, blah, blah, blah. And, like, um, they, quote-unquote, like, followed all the necessary protocols. And then I think they actually flew down to – um to florida state to like play the game on saturday and then like basically florida state you know sort of decided hey we don't think this is you know safe to be played like there's no way we can do this safely like it's too Mm -hmm. big of a risk you know for our team our players our community whatever um let's not play and then Dabo Sweeney was basically like, this has nothing to do with COVID. COVID is being used as an excuse um, so that, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have to get beat by us or whatever. And Trevor Lawrence even yeah. tweeted out something like, like, man, come on, we were ready to play. And it's like that, I, I talked about it forever ago. I mean, you and I both did, but like specifically, I was really just kind of bummed at like Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, you know, college stars tweeting like, oh man, like, you know, we want to play like this is so bad that we can't play because of covid it's like no no no, like no like you're you're missing the point like yes sure it's a bummer that you can't play but it's the way that they're making it sound is like oh man like you know these guys are a bunch of nerds like not letting us play football it's like no like there's a reason like it's not like there's just no reason and sure (laughs) there was some you know rivalry stuff with this that that sort of played into it but Mm -hmm. if i'm florida state like man you know clemson has had uh, argue maybe just because they're so high profile but arguably some of the worst like covid you know uh, prevention of the country just based i mean we've talked about it again like during spring training and stuff when they were doing stuff it's like oh their whole team is tested positive and like oh trevor lawrence is out against notre dame like they've had a lot of notable issues and again like it's not like they just did that because they have a history of it like they had a guy test positive no. on friday exactly who, and i liked what florida you know, state's the coach team, so. said about it what did I you say about it because i didn't even see that okay and I'm he good. like he kind of live. responded to uh dabo sweeney mm-hmm. on like the monday after and he was his the quote in this article says football coaches are not doctors some of us <laughs> might think that we are but there's a reason why the medical advisors make decisions based on the information that is provided dang see i like that now like there's a few things that are interesting with this situation that make me think like 
I, I could see how it could be like a more of a competitive ploy of like, oh yeah, we don't want to play Clemson because they're gonna destroy our program. Um, like because Clemson yeah. would have won the game, and like oh, part of it yeah. is because it's like, question. right. And so one of my biggest things is it's like, wait a second, Florida State? You mean like the state with part? You know, I think at least at one point had like has been doing the worst job of containing COVID. Like <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make sense that like the, you know they would be the school of all schools to like say no 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 like we're gonna play this one safe. Um, so that kind of seemed out of character, but in general, I just think, yeah, that's probably the right move. And it, it was more, you know, it's, I get where like Trevor Lawrence and Dabo Sweeney a little bit are coming from, but I think it is just disappointing where it's like, that's the message that they're, that they're putting out there is it's like, mm-hmm. it's like football versus COVID, you know, it's like it's, for the fans even too. It's like, oh man, fans, can you believe this? Like, look at these guys letting COVID get in the way of the game. Only, you know, losers would let COVID get in the way of the game. It's like no like that's just no you're missing the point yeah right that's not the point like sure i everyone would have loved to see the game be played like you know it it matters too it's like i saw somebody tweet out that this was florida state helping out um florida like the university of florida with um the heisman race where florida has a player i think his name is like kyle but his last name is like trask or something like that he's a quarterback um and he's been awesome he's like towards the top of the heisman watch and so is Trevor Lawrence. So it's like, oh well, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence has one less, you know, one less game now. <laughs> that now he gets two to try less to... <laughs> potentially, <laughs> right? Or so three less because Trevor Lawrence didn't he miss another? Like he missed two games his first. I think he COVID did. Thing, yeah. Notre Dame and the game before that, and then now he missed this past week against Florida State. So he's missed like at three games in the past four weeks. Yeah. So I mean, partially because of that, but also because deservedly. Um, I don't know if you saw, but Michael Penix Jr., Indiana's quarterback, has get gotten a little bit of Heisman hype um after this past weekend where he threw for like four hundred ninety one yards and five touchdowns really? against the Ohio State University. Yep. I like how you throw in that the like you could oh, just yeah, say Ohio <laughs> State. Like we all know who it is. Yeah. It's, okay. uh, it's you don't have against to be so Ohio official. State in a really competitive game that I potentially uh, too competitive. I, I don't think you so. as an Ohio State fan. I was kind of I I almost text you, but I was like, eh, I don't know. Like <laughs> I, I definitely should have, uh, because like I looked at the game and it was like the end of the first quarter and Ohio State was up seven zero. I was like, okay, that's pretty close. Lauren and I were, um, I can't remember where we were driving. Oh, it was like to Indiana to go to my work's Christmas party this past mm-hmm. weekend, and I looked at it. It was seven zero, and then my dad called me like three hours later, and he's like, hey. Did you see that uh, there's two minutes left in the game and IU's getting the ball and they're only down by seven and right. it's like a really high-scoring game? I was like, no, I didn't see that because when you and I were at IU, it was like a close game for the first 30 seconds versus Ohio State. Mm-hmm. It was not ever a close game. So the fact that it was still a close game was in and of itself kind of not not reassurance, but it made me feel like maybe Indiana actually has played pretty well this season and they actually do have a pretty good team. Um, they kind of, they proved themselves a little bit versus Ohio state with Ohio state being clearly a great team. Yeah. And like, that's been the like prevailing thing and was pretty much the, the entirety of the Indiana coverage. It's like, you know, Oh, this week it's, you know, it's, it's their time to sort of prove it, right? It's like we've already talked about how they were the number 10 team, number number 9 going into this game against Ohio State, yeah. but they had beaten, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, 
all three of those schools are traditionally great and started the year really high, but Penn State's yes. like 0 and 5 now. Like Penn State is a and Michigan like sucks. bad team, and yeah, Michigan's like 1 and 3 or 1 and 4. Like these are schools that, even though Indiana's beaten them and they had rankings, like uh, they're probably not very good. So it's like this was going to be the test against Ohio State, and mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. It was super interesting to watch because Ohio State was up. Um, I think they scored it within like the first like couple plays of their first drive. Um, and it was like seven to zero at the end of the first quarter. And then it was seven to seven, um, pretty quickly after that. And then for like most of the second quarter, it was seven to seven. And then like out of nowhere, Ohio state went up like 35 to seven. It's like, Whoa, like what happened? Mm -hmm. Like Ohio state came alive. And then in the fourth quarter, Indiana shut out Ohio state and like brought it back. Like you said, to a one score game, just a touchdown and they ended up um, not being able to, you know, finish off that drive. But they only lost by a touchdown in a game that they like definitely could have come back. And like mm-hmm. Indiana's looked like the part; they've looked really good. They they couldn't run the ball. They this looked past like a week. top fifteen team um, for sure. But yeah, I mean, they like Michael Penix Jr. is no joke. Like again, he four hundred ninety one yards and five say, touchdowns against Ohio State. I think he's a redshirt junior, maybe. So this okay, is like so his he second. He still has another year or two there. Yeah, but this might only be his second year. Um, actually, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, but Ty Freifogel has been like one of the best. Actually, yeah, it looks like he's a sophomore. I just clicked on his. Um, clicked on his thing, so he might be around for a bit. Um, or you know, who knows? He could go in the draft at some point. But IU has also had like pr- arguably the best wide receiver in the country the last two or three weeks. Like they have a guy who's had like uh, he's the first player in Big Ten history. Period. Not just you know, like recent big 10 history, like Mm -hmm. the history of all the big 10 to have two straight weeks of 200 yard games. I think, um, really is what that stat was. It might've been like 200 yard games and like two touchdowns. Cause he's had like such crazy stats the past few weeks, but Ty Freifogel has been awesome. Um, and Indiana, yeah, they look legit. So like what you were saying at the very beginning that I kind of, you know, was like, ah, hold on a a minute is that it was maybe like, uh Oh, for Ohio state that they lost. Right. Cause it's like you said as well, Indiana always loses to Ohio State. Like, that win yes. typically is a given. So, yes. like, typically, every single year, like you said, as an Ohio State fan, even when I was going to IU, I would root for Ohio State because, like, Indiana beating Ohio State would be super cool for Indiana, but then, like, they wouldn't do any. You know, it's not like they go to a bowl game. Yeah, it'd be game. detrimental it, for Ohio State. Right. All it does is hurt Ohio State. Whereas this year... That's not the case. Like, my dad was kind of disappointed. He's like, oh, you know, IU, you know, or OSU, they'll probably drop this week after, you know, such a bad game. I'm like, they, dad, like, they're the number nine team in the country. Like, yeah, this they only dropped a- to 12 after that <laughs> loss, too. Right. And, like, this is still, like, a darn good IU team. And, like, you know, he was all upset. He's like, oh, Ohio State looked terrible. I'm like, uh, not like they're playing a defense that is, yeah. like, crazy good and, like, a team that is really really good like it doesn't oh, yeah. you know seem like it and i guess he's probably you know and most ohio state fans are always like that which i was really happy to sort of sit in like a position of of basically win-win however the game went right because if ohio yeah. state won sure that's kind of what expect what i would expect that's great if indiana won it's like sweet like absolutely i'd love to see indiana <laughs> yeah. win because now we've seen that happen like yeah and like you talked like you and i both talked about last week if Indiana beats Ohio State, like they might be, you know, a top four or five team, they could win yeah. the college football championship. Like they still have a shot. Who knows? Yeah, um, they probably don't. But I mean, two I two weeks so. from now, yeah. uh, like December fifth or whatever, when they play Wisconsin, like that will be 
the last interesting game for Indiana slash the game uh-huh. that like points one direction or the other, I feel like on the season, because like Wisconsin's a pretty good team. They're rated top 20 right now. So we come down to that game and Indiana plays well and dominates them. Well, maybe Indiana does bump back into the top 10. If there's a couple people in top 10 that fall off. Yeah. But get a, we'll get a good bowl see. game or something. Like I, I yeah. definitely think like this is a legit IU team and it's, it's really interesting because like, Again, typically, you know, again, I'd be watching, you know, sort of rooting against IU or rooting against um, sort of IU winning just for the purpose yeah. of I don't want them to hurt Ohio State. You know, it's not like I want IU to get destroyed. But, yeah, this year it's like, no, like, you know, this this is no joke. Like, this is not a team to be, like, upset yeah. about having a close game against, you know. So it's – Well, and it seems like it could be another – a year or another year or two of this caliber of team with – or caliber of team – at this as high level because they're not at least losing yeah. a lot of guys after this year. It doesn't look like, and I think that, uh, what's coach's name? Tom green, Tom Is Allen, <laughs> Tom Allen. Oh, wow. I was way off. That's okay. Uh, Tom Allen. He, like he's really turned that program around from what oh, yeah. it had been historically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like on the radar as like one of the top coaches right now of, you know, just turning a team, that is again just I don't know if people aren't uh, historically IU fans terrible right like you guys probably don't even know you know like you might if you're an IU fan or kind of know about it but it's like IU is not a good football team like they're not a football school so for them to be ranked like top 10 two weeks in a row and like still you know like you said like top 15 like this is unprecedented and like uncharted territory and it's crazy and it's awesome and like again like you were saying I think it could last a while especially with not only the guys on this team, but also like, you know, recruits now that are sort of looking, it might be like, Hey, everybody's talking about Tom Allen and how good of a coach he is and how everybody wants to play for him. And like IU is a good team. Like let's go there. And also a fun fact, IU is the southernmost big 10 school. So like that is used in recruiting uh, purposes. I've heard Mm -hmm. as a, someone who used to like work with IU athletics. (laughs) So like, (laughs) There's some reasons well, to put IU on the I was going to say, <laughs> I googled a couple interesting facts just to maybe give some people some perspective about how historically bad IU is at football. Uh-huh. So they've had football for 122 seasons. It's a lot of seasons. It is a ton of seasons. So <laughs> in those 122 seasons, their win-loss tie record is they've won Oh, wait, wait, wait. Seven... Can I guess? Oh, never mind. Yeah, That's yeah. okay. Uh, no, I... <laughs> you can guess now. You were going to say 47, so I would imagine no. that is... Huh? I wasn't what, saying forty-seven. You oh, can what were guess you saying? they've they've played oh, one hundred forty-seven. Yeah, seasons. I'm sorry, forty-seven doesn't make any sense. You were gonna say four hundred seventy. No. Um, yes. Yeah. So it's, okay, so I'll just say it. They've yeah, won four seventy-one. They've lost six sixty-two and tied thirty-eight times. Hey, that's not quite so, as bad as maybe I would have thought. So it's uh, not a winning record. It. It's not a winning record by almost two hundred wins. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not great. They've been to 12 bowl games in their history, 122 See, seasons, 12 bowl games. Right, that's crazy. Yep. Um, and they in their bowl games, they've only won three bowl games in 122 years. And in the ranked in the AP poll, they've only finished with a ranked team five times. That's absurd. It's like, like in my lifetime, in the last 22 years, Ohio State's made like. 20 bowl games and like won the championship multiple times and has been yeah. ranked like every you know, like yeah exactly that's, that's like so that's crazy. how historically bad iu is <laughs> at football, just to give people some perspective yeah and this year this is their year especially again last week we talked about it they could we you know again probably not after losing to ohio state but like they could play in an important bowl game 
and you yeah, know they like, will play in a decent bowl game this year. It won't be like the I don't know, what's the terrible bowl game that they played in before like recently. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean they played the in like recent one. La- the last year against Tennessee was the Tax Slayer Bowl. I know that. Yeah, I, I, was there. I think it'll be a better bowl than that one. <laughs> I, I you think should go so. to the, yeah. this year's bowl. No, no, no. Okay, so I was I was just <laughs> texting with someone who, um, like they actually it was the same conversation we just had. They thought that I, you know, they congratulated me on Ohio State winning, and I was like, well, actually, I was rooting for IU a little bit this year, um, and I said that I pro like. I will probably vow to not go to any IU bowl game this year because it all it took for IU to be super good was me to leave IU, and like I went <laughs> to their bowl game last year and they true. they sucked it up they lost in after winning or leading like the whole game, um, so like yeah, I feel like I, I need to not go. I like to see them win. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so I'll just watch IU win a bowl game from home um, and be content with that. I hope. But <laughs> sounds good to me. Sounds good yeah. to me. Was there anything else that you wanted to hit on today, sir? Man, I don't think so. Um, yeah, college football is still super interesting. Just to, like I can't wait to see how it finishes out because, like, I you know who knows? It'll be really interesting. I feel like we've talked about that every week for the past couple weeks, but it's because it's mm-hmm. important. NBA, oh yeah, free agency. Man, if you haven't been keeping track, the Lakers are killing it. The Lakers have like completely <laughs> reloaded their team. They are ready to repeat. Mark my words that they are going to be a really really it dangerous surprise team. Surprise me. And yeah, like I think the the weird thing is also like knock on wood, mark my words, this might be a weird thing if it doesn't happen, but like they still haven't re-signed Anthony Davis. So like hmm. it's more so just like I think he's waiting to see what Giannis and Tentacupo does is something yeah. that I heard and like kinda use this as an opportunity to like That would you know, be insane like, chill if they both bit. teamed up somewhere. Like just I, the two of them I, uh, right. on a team, like, like that could happen. So I I don't know, it's it's interesting, but I think at very least for next Warriors. year. Yeah, hey, who knows, you know? Who knows? At very least, next year, the Lakers should be really good. It's a bummer that the Warriors have an uphill battle, we'll say, ahead of them. Yeah, but, man, I'm sure. excited. The NBA season is, like, a month away. Like, December 22nd yeah, it's close. is right around the corner. So, I'm hyped. Yeah. But, yeah, a- anyways, too. other Me than too. all that good stuff and plenty more things that, you know, we could talk about, um, I don't have any. Actually, I have one other thing that was kind of okay. weird and, like, interesting. At, so, are, I'm... I think I know the answer, but are you at all, at all like a WWE or like wrestling fan? Not at all. No, Have but I did see that the Undertaker was eating hot wings on hot ones this past week. Oh, see, for like that whole thing, I thought you were going to say what I was going to say, which is that nope. like Sorry. it's weird that you saw no, it's weird that you saw the Undertaker um on hot ones because what I was going to bring up is that apparently this past week, I think it was 2 or 3 days ago, um he actually retired after 20 years of being on like WWE, oh. which is maybe that's like, why he was on hot ones. I, I didn't think watch it, it might've been. Yeah. But it, uh, to me, it was kind of interesting to see like sports center putting stuff out and like, Oh, you know, thank you for 20 years. And it's like, it's, I have never watched any, you know, wrestling WWE, whatever thing like no. that. But like, this is a guy that 20 years as a professional athlete, you know, again, they are different level. Athletes. Right. It's all planned. It's all planned. But they are athletes. Like the the tricks yeah. and stunts and stuff, those are real. They're yeah. actually doing them. It doesn't it's hurt legit. less, I'm sure, when they hit the ground. Right. But I mean, they do it. You know, like you said, sort of planned and safely. Like there are ways to do those things. But you you know, you couldn't. You and I couldn't do them. So it was it was no, really interesting no. to see like you know sort of this this send off for like a 20 year pro athlete, which is a big deal. Hmm. You know, it's like there aren't Heck that yeah. many like guys like Kobe and Dirk are like that. It's like and the Undertaker, so that was kind of interesting. And that, the you know, Undertaker for for our yeah. fans of sports other than just like college football and basketball, like yeah, we've yeah. talked about this week. So there's always news to talk about. So 
Absolutely. Absolutely. But for now, we'll have to save that for for next one. Or on Twitter, yes, at SportsBagPod. Or on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, follow us, follow us. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Sports Bag Podcast. Like Evan said, interact with us on social media, and we will see you in the next one. Bye, everybody. See ya.